Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hit and Hustle from irisportsdaily.com. I'm your host, Greg Flamong, and with me, as always, is Jamie Uyama, Jamie University, Jamie Nostradamus. It is, oh, it's Thursday. I didn't check, Jamie. I didn't check. It's Thursday, <laughs> March 9th. Uh, we're going to be talking about the player interviews that took place yesterday at uh, for Notre Dame uh, with the early enrollees, with the uh, grad transfers. Finally got to hear, like, it. Sam Hartman is a Notre Dame football player officially. He's, he's wearing the Notre Dame gear. He's talking to the media. He's doing all that fun stuff. So uh, we're going to talk about his comments. I thought his comments were pretty interesting, Jamie. He's a very insightful bloke. Uh, he, he had a lot to say. Um, very relatable a uh, very confident player, you can tell, um, in terms of like relatable in his comments of like you know wanting to keep playing football, right? Like you have an opportunity to play at a place like Notre Dame, and you want to take it. And um, talked about the NFL, talked about Tommy Reese leaving and that sort of thing. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about spring practice that's coming up. Thank goodness we get to talk about actual football, Jamie. So thank you everyone for tuning in. Uh, I know Rajon is in the show right now. Ray John says, hi, Chris Wojak is here. Uh, he says, morning. Glad we're finally on the verge of talking uh, football stuff, F- field field football stuff. So that's good. Uh, Sam Hartman looks older than both of you guys. You know what, Mar- Michael Parks? I appreciate that comment very much because even though he is old for a college football player, he is not old in life, right? I would love yeah. to be 24 years old again. That would be I would, awesome. I would take it. Maybe we'd be out there, we'd be out there playing, Jamie. So um, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. If you like what you hear, uh, hit the like, hit the subscribe button, and hit the notification bell. Uh, Jamie, something that I've noticed is our views are good, are not commensurate with the number of subscribers we have. Right, so we get. I think we we are overperforming the number of subscribers we have for um, the views we get, and that tells me that not enough people know about this show, Jamie. And I think that's a problem that I've kind of noticed over over time. Is like people love the show. When I hear people talking about the show, they love the show. But I don't think enough people know about it. And that's why we want to hit the like. We want to hit the subscribe button because that pleases the algorithm gods, right? The the gods of the algorithms. It, it lets people know about the show and it gets it out there. And then more people watch it, more people engage, and we build like a whole thing, right? And, the, and, and everyone's hitting and hustling, right? And then we're building merch, hit and hustle merch. It's, it's in the brain, Jamie. We're yeah. going to have hats and shirts and all those other things. Also so, good old word of mouth, you know? Good old mouth, day. Man. Yeah, Tell just, your friends. Uh, tell your friends. I know a lot of these. Everybody's got uh, Notre Dame friends. Tell the people. Share. Rajon's telling people. Yeah. I appreciate Rajon. I appreciate that. All right, Jamie. Yeah. All right. Uh, Sam Hartman yesterday talks to spoke to the media. Uh, went in on um, went in on 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 the the move to Notre Dame. And first of all, you know his comments on that, um, which I I I. Recommend everyone goes to irisportsdaily.com because Matt Freeman transcribed everything he said. And it's it's a lot. And he was – he gave – you know, it wasn't the uh, kind of the, the one or two-sentence answers. He, he went in-depth on a lot of things, right, and he explained his point of view. And it's really good read. And, and we again, we can't do it justice here. So go to irisportsdaily.com and check it out on the message board as well. But, you know, he's talking about coming to Notre Dame and and he's mentioning, you know – it. it he, he, the, 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 the decision either go to Notre Dame or go to, or, you know, transfer schools or go to the NFL. And he, he made a good point. It's like, either way, I have to go to a new situation and I have to prove that I can come into a situation that I don't is foreign to me. And I need to, you know, connect with my teammates and I need to learn the playbook and I need to, to thrive in this situation. 
He chose to go to Notre Dame, talked about the dome, talked about the tradition, talked about talking to Josh Lug. It seems like Josh Lug had some good points to make in terms of, you know, and, and did a good job of convincing him to attend Notre Dame. And so um, I thought it was pretty insightful, Jamie. And, and do you have any comment on um, the things that he said there? Yeah. I mean, I seem like a really thoughtful guy. Um, I thought that, uh, I, I mean, unsurprisingly, it's a lot of it was about like kind of betting on yourself. Yeah. Right? And um, I think that's kind of was the big takeaway for me was that he's obviously doing this and he's betting on himself. Um, <clears throat> and, um, and also too, I think, I mean, I, I think, with most transfers that's betting on yourself. That's like the, right. the, the kind of like main theme of it. Um, but I mean, I think it's pretty important that he didn't kind of make it sound all about himself. Like he knew, like, I got to fit in with the team. I right. got to yeah. get to know, like talked about like his relationship with Tyler Buckner and um, some other things. And I thought that was, I, I, I liked, I pretty much liked everything he said. Like, I mean, who knows, you know, everyone's, um, he is someone who's been, um, in college for a long time and he's yeah. had probably a decent amount of microphones put in front of him. Um, in saying that, I imagine he probably didn't even have, even that's just like the Notre Dame beat and not like, a, um, you know, maybe a little bit more where like, uh, you know, you're going to get some national guys in there too, but he probably had more <laughs> at that day than he's probably had uh on almost any day at wake forest right yeah um, well who and and plus like you do it at wake forest who's are there hit and hustle shows at wake forest like talking about his press conference you know like, i don't think so that, that's just no. not a thing right like it's just different yeah. energy yeah so i think that's just i i yeah i liked i liked how he presented himself i thought that uh um i thought he said the right things i thought that he um was someone that I thought this guy seems like he's similar to kind of like how Jack Cohn kind of ingratiated himself with the, the team. Uh, that's how it sounded with Hartman. And, and frankly, what I heard about him too, is that like guys like him so far, like everything's good. So, yeah. yeah and it, it, you could almost sense in the, his answers, like <clears throat> you don't really know how you're going to fit in. It's just, it's, it's, it really is like you're kind of taking a chance, right? There is possible that you come in and you just don't gel with the guys. And it does seem like he has. And I think for him, that's really helps. Like he he was talking about how like he felt like a younger guy because other guys were kind of talking to him. And it seemed like Tobias Merriweather was one of those guys. Like, hey, this is usually how we do it. In terms of I, I, like weightlifting, like in the weight room or out on the field or something, like a certain route, this is how we do it. And he said, you know, they were teaching him and he was able to – kind of absorb things from the younger guys, even though he's an older player. He said he felt like an, he felt like a younger player because of that. Um, he talked about Tommy Reese uh, moving on. And basically, you know, he, he said, uh, you know, something he's going to say over and over it is what it is, um, which made it clear to me that he, he wasn't, he didn't like it. He wasn't a fan of it. But then he also said like, Hey, look, pedal to the metal. We move forward. Right. Like it is what it is. There's nothing you can do about it. He made a business decision. Just like Sam Hartman made a business decision of sorts coming to Notre Dame. And so, he, you know, he wasn't bitter about it. He said he had a really good – he had gone fishing with Jared Parker, I think, the last weekend, right? So Jared Parker brings him over to his house and they go fishing, right? And then they they have a relationship there. He said he's had really good conversations with Gino Gadulli. So, you know, I, I think 
if there were rumors out there that Sam Hartman wasn't happy um, with Tommy Reese leaving, they were probably true to some extent. But like, it didn't, it didn't seem like it ever got to the point where it's like, or he I'm, was like, I'm out. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it never got to that point, but you know, he, he didn't like it. Right. Like he, he signed up for one situation. The situation changed, but it seems like things have been uh, mitigated, you know, so far. Um, and it, it looks like it's full pedal to the metal and everything's fine. Um, so that's good. Go ahead. Um, who was the first person who said it is what it is. I want to know who that person was. <laughs> Um, it, it's I, I. You know what? Who did? Wasn't Bob Davy like super famous for saying that? I, he I might like have been, but I. I, I but was. I don't think he was the first guy. I don't like, think he was first, was, but I remember he said it a lot, and yes. people didn't like it. It was a problem. People say that when stuff's going bad, or yeah. like when they when they don't have anything good. Or not when stuff's going bad. When things when they don't have anything good to say, it is what it is, right? It, it is what it is. It, it it's funny because uh, you know um adam carolla like the the podcast guy like slash used to be love line whatever like man show yeah. all those kind of things yeah and he had this thing where he's he'd say when people were talking about if they didn't really like somebody they would say well tommy's tommy right like <laughs> you know right? like it, they would say that and i just it, it really fits into the it is what it is kind yeah, of category yeah. like yeah. Okay. He's not going to hate. I mean, especially Hartman can't hate on him because he's like, he made a business decision. Well, Hartman made a business decision. So it's like, you, it's pretty tough to hate on that. At the same time, this guy's like, come on here, man, we're going to make this great team. And then you're like, Oh, it is what it is. Right. It like, is that's, what it is, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, yeah, it's, it's, it's fine. And look at, I, I, I don't blame him. Right. And honestly, like him even giving that reaction is, is very honest, right? Like, hey, yeah, I didn't like it, like you know, yeah. but it is what it is. What is he? Really? What is he supposed yeah. to say? Oh, I'm really happy for him that he screwed me over here. No, like, of yeah. course, like, yeah. what is he getting? Yeah, I appreciate that he was he was he was honest but tactful about yeah. it. Yeah, uh, Michael yeah. Park says, I remember, um, I remember being one year older than my classmates playing basketball in eighth grade. I can't imagine being three or four years older than everybody else on the field. Um, as an eighth grader, that'd be great. I think once you get into your twenties, though, like everyone's kind of stopped growing. I mean, that happens in college football all the time. Yeah, it just like it, the the gap, right? Like yeah. as you get into your twenties, everyone has stopped growing. Everyone's in a in a college uh, strength and conditioning program at that point. I mean, you're you're going to be a little bit more physically further along, but as a quarterback, it's more of the uh, it's more of the experience, like from the mental rep side, just like yeah. having been out there. I think that's his biggest advantage. Um, Rajon is asking. Uh, Refresh your memory. Do you think uh, Hartman would have been drafted this year? I think he's probably a late rounder, but I mean, he's also could have been a guy that uh, and I imagine he probably would have done great in interviews and all that kind of stuff. But like, say, throwing at the combine, he wasn't going to wow anybody throwing yeah. at the combine or in an individual workout. And let's face it, that kind of stuff is does kind of matter when they they start seeing um people sling it in person they want to see arm strength they want that kind of thing like um that is like a, a big part of the in-person evaluation for qu quarterbacks even maybe more important than some a lot of other positions because um it's different than seeing it on film right so yeah. um i think he was like you know they were saying like fifth sixth round 
But I mean, fifth, sixth round means like you're awful close to getting undrafted. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, and, and, and it, you're, it might even, it's like, that's the point where it's like, maybe it's better to be undrafted because you can pick. Something. Yeah. And I think too, that, that's the other thing. There's a lot of guys from Notre Dame or there's, as we've seen that have been like, ah, he's going to be a late round pick that don't get picked. Yeah. Right. Like that, that happens a lot uh, because there's a million guys who get the, ah, you know, they'll go on day three like there's a million guys who get that and not everybody goes right because everyone's got their different flavors and then all of a sudden instead of somebody from like a big power five school it's somebody from you know north dakota state that people don't even know about right so um i think that's something that's it's pretty frequent and like he just wants to put himself um I thought actually the best part about what um, and kind of bring it back to what Hartman said yesterday. Yeah. The best part of what he said is talked about how much he loves football. Yeah. And how much yeah. he loved football and how much like he knows, like you can't just go around and play with your buddies, whatever. Like he knows there's a chance this could be his last year. year. And frankly, that's kind of like the right way to kind of think about it. Cause that's how it could be for a lot of guys. Right. And um you know, and now he gets to go on a different stage and gets to kind of see and test himself. And, um, you know, I love that. I love that. Like, cause that, that's something that like, um, shows me he, he'll appreciate the moment. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I thought, I thought that was something that stood out to me in his comments too. Right. And if you know anything about his, his experience, like his life experience, right? Like he's experienced loss. Um, last year he had a blood clot issue that could have ended his football career. Um, so he has the, he has a, has an appreciation for that stuff. Right. And so, yeah, that's what I'm talking about when I say like that, that stuff, it's so relatable because it's true. You can't just, you can't just say, you know, when football is over, Oh, you know, me and my buddies, like we'll go play like you, anyone, you can go to any park. People are playing pickup soccer, right? You're, you know, pick up basketball, pick up anything. Right. Yeah. You can't just go play a football game. Now, obviously you, you can throw the ball around. You can do a little flag league or whatever, but, it's not the same. It's different, you know? Yeah. So, and plus like I, I can go play at Notre Dame. I, you yeah. know, he's talking about tradition, all that stuff. Like it, it, ma it matters, right? It truly does. Um, I wish there so, were some of those point break uh, beach, beach football games <laughs> going on that you could just chop in. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. they need more of those. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, Michael Parks is talking about how, um, you know, Sam Hartman knows how to manipulate defenses due to the fact that he's very experienced and has a mental capacity. I mean, yeah, th there's definitely nothing that is going to happen on the field that Sam Hartman hasn't seen before. He's played a ton of snaps. He, he knows yeah. what's coming. He's seen basically everything. Um, all right, some other some other notes from players. I mean, Drake Bowen, uh, just an absolute – that guy. He, you know, the fact that he's just, like, on campus now, like, going through baseball too, It's he's just, like – a go-getter and, and it, I'm so confident that he will end up being a good player at Notre Dame just because of his personality and the way that he uh, approaches life, right? Like I had yeah. a chance to talk to him uh, last year. And if you search for it, you can find the interview that we had. He just, he just like, he was at a, he was, he was doing a, um, we, we did the interview from a hotel room while he was with his travel baseball team. You know, and it's like I set up the interview with him and he was like, yeah, we'll do it. I was like, well, do you want to wait to get back? He's like, no, we're good. Like I'm in I'm in the hotel. I'll I'll do the interview. Right. Like he's just he, there's nothing too much for him. It feels like he's ready to take on everything. And like that's the type of person that thrives at Notre Dame. Yeah. So that was just something I took from him. Uh, Sam Pendleton, 
very impressive guy. Uh, just like listening to him talk, uh, talking about, you know, he, he wanted, he wanted a, an academic school with a football culture. I think that really feeds into like everything that Notre Dame yeah, is selling I was like, there. Put that on the brochure, man. No, this, this guy. And he's, yeah. he's another one. He's been on campus for 10 minutes. Yeah. So that's that's really good. Uh, Caleb Smith uh, was talking about how and, – and Sam Hartman mentioned this as well. Like they, Sam Hartman saw him play, and he was like, that guy, he's really good. I wish I had him on the team. And then here he is, right? And and it sounded to me like, like Sam Hartman gave a little bit of insight into actually when his decision was made because I guess Caleb Smith texted – uh sam hartman when his thing was official you know and he started to say like oh like we're gonna join up together but caleb smith was before sam hartman so that was kind of yeah that he gave insight there i think it was before fine. their bowl game and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah and he can yeah, and he, he can, don't want to yeah. he, he can make his decision whenever i mean and it was yeah. pretty clear too um i think it was pretty obvious yeah but it's nice that those two wanted to uh those two wanted to team up and now they can. Right. So that's really good. I, I thought it was interesting that Caleb Smith spoke about himself as a, as a deep threat first. Uh, yeah. That was interesting to me. He was like, I, I want to get vertical. Right. And he said, I'll work in the slot and, and I'll work on over the middle, which is also interesting that they, they are selling him at least or telling him that you're going to be working in the middle of the field as a slot player. Uh, but he said, I can, I can, I can go downfield and I can be an explosive threat, a vertical threat. I thought that was interesting in the way that he views himself because there are things on tape that I think that he's been, he's been lumped into the the back shoulder guy, right? Someone yeah. who is going to be a possession receiver. He doesn't view himself that way. Um, and so that's, that's interesting. I, I, there's little, little nuggets in there that, that people were mentioning and anything, anything else from you, uh, on that front. From um, yeah. I think that Caleb Smith stuff about, because if you watch anyone who watched him last year at Virginia tech, like he made a lot of contested catches, like, yeah, but like over the middle of the field, like in traffic kind of stuff. And I think those are, I mean, those are important catches, especially because watch Sam Hartman's film and look how many throws he made where he had to make like great ball placement where it's like in between two guys where he's got to hit a receiver there. So that's good. I, uh, you know, oh, the one thing about Sam Hartman talking about just uh, the back shoulder thing and about how just practice, practice, practice. Like you got to just keep doing it. And that's something that, I mean, that showed obviously, um, you know, with him and like a guy like A.T. Perry there, right? At, yeah. At, at Wake Forest. Yeah. And so those guys who really want to be great and are going to put in that time, I think that's going to make a big difference with a guy like Hartman. Um, and just like, I, I think just, you know, I mean, nothing that they said or whatever, but uh, Aidan Schuler going to be doing non-contact stuff in, in spring, which we knew about because he was going to get the shoulder. But the fact that he was going to be able to be full goal other than that was, mm. I think that's good. And Jay Greyhouse saying he was going to be full goal go is, yeah. I think that's huge. Yeah. That's huge because I think he's someone who can play right away. Um, and um, man, I, I just, you know, really think that the, wide receiver is going to be like, man, just competitive at every spot. Yeah. At really at every spot, there's going to be some really, really good battles there. And I, I think that's going to be um, like er all, all three positions. I think you're going to see like, you know, it, it's going to be iron sharpens iron. Like they're, they're going to yeah. be going hard. And plus we already talked about how corner is like probably the best spot on the defense. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah. Those guys going against them. 
Um, I mean, stark difference from last fall camp where they didn't even have enough guys to go one-on-ones on some days. I mean, they're going to have a lot of guys on a lot of bodies and it's going to be a lot of good competition. I'm excited. I'm excited about it. So it's, it's interesting too. To that point, I think Rico Flores said that he would be uh, he would be full go as well. Did I see that? Because I, I know he, he he had an injury to his foot or something. He had a foot, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think he said he would be full go as well, and he's also on campus. Um, Another guy know, who's got a chance to play. Do we know team. if Cam Hart's going to be ready to go? My guess is no. But, but like, my guess is that he won't um, – they'll it'll be like a non-contact similar thing yeah um you know i i mean not to just like totally pivot away from what we were just talking about but man i i was just thinking as i was looking at the corner stuff for something something i wrote on ic last week cam hart was hurt the whole year because he missed the spring yeah he hurt hurt his hammy in camp was like kind of not really full go and then was playing with a bad shoulder and then had to play move out for uh at the end of this had to you know sit out the rest of the season i mean that was the whole year like and i think he still played pretty good ball like considering yeah and i think if he's healthy he's gonna have a monster year i think that 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 i think is 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 going to be something that like um you know people are probably down on him because of you know he didn't have the kind of splashy of, of a year and i know you've you've really hit this hard greg about how good he was you know the year before and even really how underrated he kind of was last year yeah uh but i i, I think like he's got a chance it, you know the stock's going to be going up in, like in the, terms of his nfl the NFL. the numbers yeah. the numbers in terms of uh, receptions allowed yards allowed and like yards per attempt allowed were basically the same across the board i mean he gave up 50 percent completions last year i think the year before it was something like 47 percent, right um his yards per attempt are super low both years like 6.5 something like that um and look it's and it's a big sample size right like we're talking two seasons now the only thing is is that in both years he's given up too many touchdowns it's not commensurate he's given up too many touchdowns for the number of receptions he's allowing he doesn't give up basically anything, but when he like, so I've talked a lot about loud misses for lots of players, right? Lots of players have loud misses and he's one of those guys. Like I talked about JD Bertrand about how his missed tackles, like they're, they're really notable. Right. And so yeah, those are the types of things that, um, that kind of like ding you from a fan standpoint. It's like they always remember that one mistake, right. That costs you a touchdown and those are big, but on like, just, if you look at the full picture, he's, He's as good as 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 uh, Troy Pride in terms of numbers, you know, and completions and yards and all those other things. Um, he pr- probably a little bit more playmaking. But to your point, and, and I asked you because I, I think it's so important for him. I think he needs to be out there. I think it hurts him. It hurts him not to be able to practice. He does need to work on his craft. Oh, yeah. Um, He's not – like polished, like fully polished by any right, means. right. Yeah. Like he needs, he needs a spring to just get reps, like just one on one reps against Caleb Smith, against Jaden, uh, Jaden Thomas, against Tobias Merriweather, like guys like that, because though that's the caliber of player he's going to be able to see, and he needs to work on like his ball skills on that front. If he can't, I mean, if he can't, it, it is what it is, right? Like yeah. so, it, you know, it just that that's just uh, it's something unfortunate. 
I think that the okay, think about that week one touchdown he gave up to Emeka Ibuka, right? Yeah. And and you know, I think we talked about I can't remember if it was last week or earlier this week or whatever, yeah. but we talked about how it was just poor technique, right? It, it was yeah. he just was got caught and it was it was poor technique. And that is something that you give up in camp, but you usually, you know, you get it kind of cleaned up by yeah. that time. And he didn't really have a camp. Yeah. So that's kind of like something that that's kind of a way to think about it with him. So, man, I really, I hope that even if he isn't able to do, um, you know, hit and all that, it'd be great if he could still do like some seven on stuff and, you know, maybe a little one-on-ones here and there. Like, I, I think that would be, be, be helpful to him. I think he still needs it. Yeah. Um, Evan Olsen asks, um, how would you characterize the early enrollees in terms of floor and ceiling? Assume there's a mix of high floor, low ceiling, low floor, high ceiling, hopefully high floor, high ceiling, and no both low. Um, it's a lot of ups and downs in those ceilings. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So let's just, let's try to go through position here. Uh, Kenny Minchie is at quarterback. He's an early enrollee. He's on campus right now. So how would you characterize him? I think with any quarterback you're talking, it's always like high ceiling and low floor because I mean, they're just some guys who are never going to play. And there's all these other pieces of it that even though, I mean, there's a lot to like with Minchie in terms of like, I think, you know, some of like his touch and his accuracy on some of these, uh, um, uh, uh, on like the deep ball and, and some of the things he does there, I think it's like, you know, pretty, pretty unique and great. Uh, but at the same time, you could do that, but there's so much more to being a quarterback than that. So it's like, um, I don't know, you know, I, I don't know how to quantify with a quarterback, like what the floor is, because the floor is, is that he never plays and he's, you know, like a lot of quarterbacks in a lot of places or that he ends up going somewhere else. But I, I do think he's people who are suggesting that like, you know, I mean, CJ Carr is the future at quarterback. He, he might be, he's, he's great. Right. But like Kenny Minchie could easily be, um, you know, a QB one at Notre Dame. Like he has that potential. And, and I, I think he's chance to be really, really good. I think he's got the demeanor too. <clears throat> I do. He, he just seems to, he, there seems to be something about him to me. Just like, I, I don't even know how to quantify it. And I can't just, there's something about him that makes me think he, he could do well. It just in terms of being able to handle it. So I'm um, not to say that other people can't. I'm just, I don't know. I, I feel, I feel good about Kenny Minchie at the moment. Um, all right, let's see. No running backs. Jeremiah Love is not early enrollee. The receivers. Um, so let's say Jaden Greathouse. I would say high floor, low ceiling. I would say that both for Re- him and Rico Flores. I can't see either of them being like all Americans, but it's like, who, who's a good example of um, a receiver who it's like good player, right? Not great. Um, I mean, like, I, I don't know, like, like uh senior year, Javon McKinley, right? Like, so, like I could see that for, for, uh, for Flores and or great house, like something like that. I don't think they're super similar, but it's like, Hey, good college player, right? Like, we, we, we feel good about you being in the game. Uh, not going to be a pro. Like, I feel like that's the most, like the most likely outcome for both of those guys. What do you think? I think, uh, I think I'd be very surprised if both weren't very good, 
good college players. So I think yeah. that is that that's where the floor comes in, right? Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Do I think either of those guys are going to be high, high picks? No. At the same time, I think both could be pros, but I, I think that um yeah, I, I don't see the one thing with a guy like Great House is you're like speed wise, does he have the kind of speed to be you know, truly unique. And I mean, he's going to be big. He wins contested. He can do a lot, a lot of things, but does he have the kind of um, speed to win? And, but the other thing is both those guys. And I think too, like there's something, if you can, if you're a good route runner and you can do it like, and you can win that way, that could take you a really far away. Like that, that's yeah, how, yeah. that's how there's guys that like, I don't think DeAndre Hopkins, I'm sure he ran a pretty good 40 going into the thing. But DeAndre Hopkins at this time in his career, he's not the fastest guy anymore. And yet he still seems to get separation at the catch point most of the time, right? So it's like, I I don't know where this seems. I don't know. I don't think I see either of those guys being all American good. But I, I think if you told me Jaden Greathouse was like a wide receiver one at the end of his time and like the best receiver on Notre Dame. I, I could see it. And if you told me Rico Flores had a TJ Jones-ish kind of final year in him. Yeah. Could see it too. But I think, but you, I mean, even if you look at TJ Jones was a sixth round pick, you know what yeah. I mean? So that's kind of where um, I see it with both those guys. V- very good. I, I think the the odds are good that they're going to be very good players, uh, but probably not elite ones. Yeah, um, Anquan Bolden for Great House. I think that's uh, that's a that's a good outcome, right? And he like, like I don't know if he was like wide receiver one at Florida State. I mean, he was his last year, but that wasn't yeah. a good team. But like, surround he was like him a with better guys. pro than I think he was. Yeah, like surround him with guys, you know, like and he yeah. can he can be a dude. Um, Rajon is asking, can they be as good as Skoranek? I, I think so. And just that oh, yeah. caliber, right? Just someone who's, yeah. who's like kicking around in the league, right? Like oh, yeah. I, I could see it. Um, Braylon James, I think that's a, I think that's a low floor, high ceiling situation. Yes. In terms of just like the speed, the athleticism that has the high floor. That's that, that's the ceiling there. The floor is just like, like, will he ever learn the true nuance of the position? Right? Yeah. And you, you, you know, hope he will. Right. There's no reason to think he won't in terms of work ethic and that sort of thing, but you don't know. Cause he doesn't have it like the other two guys. So yeah, that's where that's at. Um, let's see uh, who's on campus for offensive line. I know Pendleton's obviously there. Pendleton on campus. Uh, and that's it for O-line. Okay. What do you think of Pendleton? I like Pendleton. Um, I think he has good feet. I think he's somebody that, uh obviously he's got he's a he's a big boy already um you know i think he's not going to be he's probably a guard could play a little bit of tackle um i mean is he ever going to be like a first round he's not like a blake fisher uh joe alt type but if you told me that he had um he ended up being a third round pick one day or like you know a, a mid-round pick 
developing into that and like a multi-year starter, I could see it with him. That's yeah. that's where I kind of see his uh his his ceiling. Yeah. I think um I think Drake Bowen is a high floor, high ceiling guy, honestly. He could be he could be like and in terms of I guess college football, like he could be Tavon Coney, honestly. He really could. Just like you know, uh 130 tackles, you know, like 15 tackles for loss or whatever. And maybe the speed gets him from a NFL standpoint. I don't know. It, it's just like I when I look at his college career, he could be like truly a great player in college, like truly great, like Notre Dame legend type thing. Like I, I, that's how I view it. Um, what do you, do you have, do you have any disagreements on that? No, I, 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 that's how I kind of feel about him as well. Um, and I just think some guys just have the, the work ethic too. Yeah. Um, yeah. so the way I kind of see it is like a Drew Tranquil type. Yeah. You okay. know, that kind yeah. of thing where it's like, um, I mean, this guy has a chance to be a very, very high level player. Um, I, Tranquil maybe, I, I would say they're probably similar athletes, maybe it, Tranquil, I think maybe probably end up being a little bit faster than where, um, yeah, that where Bowen, Bowen, but I also think Bowen is probably more of going to be a traditional Mike. Yeah, I agree. Him, so I agree. Yeah. With that. Um, I, I would just, uh, well, Westwood Banner films, he asked about, uh, yeah. how does Braylon yeah, James compare to, to Merriweather? Um, I would say from a ceiling perspective, I'd say they both are pretty similar. Like you're like, this is a guy like could be, just a dynamic big play threat, just tall, freaky athlete. Yeah. Um, you know, just different than, than some of the other guys there. And that's why when you, that's why you want to get, you want to stack these guys in back-to-back classes. Right. Because I mean, if you get two of them hit and then all of a sudden you, you know, you're looking at maybe like Justin Ross and uh, T Higgins or something on the same yeah. team or whatever. That's what you kind of hope. But I mean, hopefully at least one of them hits big and then you got somebody still pretty special. I'm more confident in Tobias just because I know he's got the route running. Yeah. And he's yeah. work ethic and yeah. all this kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I would say. But 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 what it could be is ceiling wise, I think it's yeah. similar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see. Adon Schuler. Um, I see uh, like like a Lohi Gilman. I see you know, this is like a throwback, but like a Johnny Sanders, right? Like I, I see the type of player, um, maybe drawn sap, someone like that. Like just like not super dynamic, but like, like a rock, com- like completely dependable back there. Like a, like a fierce player. That's what I see from him. I guess that's, I guess that's high floor, low ceiling. Um, Christian gray. That's, Christian Gray, I think, has super high ceiling. That's, I think he's he's high floor. High he's ceiling. high floor, high ceiling. Yeah, I think I mean, he's a guy that I think. There. I I mean, I'd be shocked if he doesn't become a starter at Notre yeah. Dame, and then I I would be genuinely surprised if he wasn't a really really good corner and a guy who plays in the NFL, and he might be a guy who ends up being like a first or second round pick. Like yeah, yeah. I, I, he's got that kind of ability, right? So, yeah. um. Yeah, that's kind of how I kind of see it with him. And Schuler, I feel the same way as you. Like, I just think, well, one, he's got a college body already. Like, he's he's a guy who's built to play right now. So he's somebody I think could be, um, you know, I, I think he might have had a chance to get in the mix this spring if he was healthy, to be honest. Yeah. Like, and, and he still might get have a chance to get in the fall because I think 
know, things are pretty wide open at uh, at safety. Um, yeah, I, I would say I think you know his his ceiling is probably like multi year starter and an NFL pick. Like, yeah. um, and then you know with DBs, it's always dependent upon how you run and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, Rajon's bringing up Jaden Osbury, who's also on campus. Um, yes, he didn't speak yesterday, so that's why um, he slipped my mind. I uh, see he's the one I see as tranquil. He, I see him as tranquil, and I see uh, Bowen as Coney. And I look, that'd be freaking great outcome, right? <laughs> because, yeah. like, uh, you know, those two started next to each other. I think they could really complement each other's games. Attacking players, smart players, right? Like, really intelligent, um, really aggressive, that sort of thing. They both know how to play the position. Um, so that's how I see those guys. Uh, something I wanted to bring up as far as um, as far as something that Gino Goduli said. You know, he said. Uh, he basically intimated that there's going to be a quarterback competition. And this is my thought on that is, is look, anyone, Tyler Buckner is going to get a ton of reps in the, in the spring. Everyone has a chance to outplay anyone else, right? There's this like, uh, Blake Fisher at right tackle, right? If Tosh Baker comes in and tears it up, and outplays him then he's going to push for time and and that that's the way it'll go you don't think that'll happen because a blake fisher's really good he's really good and and so he's probably going to play really well and tosh baker over time has not shown that he is of that caliber right so that's just true it doesn't mean but so like is there a competition there no but there's always a chance when there's reps and i think that's true for buckner as well like look and here's the other part about buckner this isn't a contrast between Drew Pine is, is an accurate quarterback who can generally put the ball where we want him to, when he want him to, et cetera. He doesn't have the upside as a, like a big arm or anything like that. But Tyler Buckner can't be a slightly worse thrower and still win the job because of his legs. Can't do that this year. He's going up against a guy who can make pretty any throw they're going to ask him. And he's going to do it at a high level, and he's done it at a high level, right? If you're going to beat him out, it, 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 your legs aren't going to say you have to be a better passer than him. You have to be a better decision maker than him. Yeah. You have to. You cannot put the ball in bad positions. You have to be very accurate, right? That's what it has to be. So look, sure, the competition's open, right? Why would they say it isn't? Yeah, they got to say it. But it doesn't mean that you know. It, he's not a better quarterback than Sam Hartman right now. So Sam Hartman will most likely win the job. That's just the fact of it, right? They're yeah. going to practice. They're going to practice. It's not like they're not, but and then we'll see. Well, the thing is too, is it does no one any good to say, well, Sam Hartman's a quarterback. Um, one, because you're basically like telling those guys that like, Hey, your practice reps don't matter. Like you don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. And the other thing is you're telling the team, what if Buckner comes out and is just better? What if Steve Angeli comes out and he's lights out or whatever? And you're like, I don't know. Like, because, I, and I think that was partially part of the problem with the Wimbush uh, book thing, where to people in practice, they were like, oh, book is better. Yeah. Right. And, but everything, it was like, Wimbush was the dude. He was the high rated guy. He was the guy who was waiting his turn, all of these kind of things. And everyone was just like, this is the guy. Like everyone thought he was going to, this is the guy, right? That, I mean, he was on some like Heisman list before he even played, right? Like that was, yeah. that's just, 
kind of where he was at. Um, and it just, you know, I think that was, they pro and even though book was probably better, they probably gave Wimbush the benefit of the doubt. And in the end, it probably, probably hurt him a bit in that year. And then, um, yeah, I mean, eventually they made the switch, but it was like, I mean, they could have lost those, they could have lost the ball state. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. um, uh, man, Bernie, you just, Bernie Cordero is just on fire. Everybody on fire. is Sam the Hyman's greatest. Yep. Sam Hyman's going to, Osbury's second coming of Manti Teo. Like what? Let's like, go. This guy is just, let's go. He is on fire. He's <laughs> on fire this morning. I mean, yeah. that, it must be some uh, damn good coffee. Like enjoy it, man. Yeah. So you, so we, we have to wrap up early cause uh, Jamie has to get going, but something just to close it out. Like you brought up something earlier that this year, the the spring is going to be there's going whatever maybe we get to see it and maybe we don't but in terms of practice there's going to be a ton of competition this year at the wide receiver positions at the at the offense there's two open positions at offensive line there's a ton of talent in the running back room uh you have a ton of young players trying to up and come in, the, in at, at linebacker you know you have players uh you know Foskey leaves right like he leaves uh Jason Adamola leaves Justin Adam leaves like there's a ton of open spots and young talent ready to come in and do it right. The receiver corner, uh, the receiver corner battle this year is going to be really good. It's going to be great for both. Uh, it's going to be great for both sides. Again, the running back position where I don't know how much work you even need to give to Diggs and estimate because you don't want to beat them up. And you have uh, Jadarian price who you want to come back from an injury. You have uh, Jabron Payne who you want to get reps to right. See what he's got. So there, there's a lot going on this year. Chris Tyree, like, what are you going to do with him? Yeah. There's a lot going on this year. It's going to be a really good spring where people have roles, but there's a lot of playing time to be uh, to be divvied out this year. It's going to be it's going to yeah. be really intriguing. There's going to be a lot of storylines to follow this year. Yeah, and I think um, I, I think more so than last year where there was kind of unknowns and maybe some of the guys that were like freshmen. I mean, you knew that like guys like Gobera and Ford weren't going to be quite ready yet. Right. So, um, but now it's like, well, they might not that they just might not need them to ready, but what if they're better than the other guys? Like yeah. if you tell me like Aiden Gobera is better than Nana Osafamenta, like I wouldn't be surprised at all right now. And yeah. frankly, I want to see what they do in terms of like, I think the previous staff and a lot of college football teams do this where you, you get stuck in like the, it's your turn now. And now it's your yeah. turn, whatever. Right. And now I want to see, because it's still a new staff, like for the most part, and obviously there are brand new people, but it's still new staff for the most part. And now you kind of get to see where it's like, okay, like this guy's just better. We got to yeah. play this guy and I want to see where that kind of fall falls out. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited about it. Yeah. All right. So we'll leave it there uh, once again, cause uh, Jamie's got to get going. So uh, check us out on uh, irishsportsdaily.com. Check out all of Jamie's got six thoughts on a Thursday that came up. Um, hit the like button, hit subscribe button, hit the notification bell. Uh, subscribe to our, our, our podcast links, right? So you can listen to this back if you miss something or you can't watch on YouTube or whatever because of the ads. Uh, follow us on our podcast links. I've put uh, links in the description of the show. 
So you're going to want to check that out. Uh, and if we're not uh, pressed to do a show uh, next, you know, in the next few days because of some breaking news or whatever, hopefully there isn't because that would be bad, I think. Um, so <laughs> <laughs> that would probably yeah. be very bad. So uh, if you haven't done so, uh, yeah, subscribe to our stuff. Really appreciate it. Hit the like, hit subscribe, all that stuff. So, all right, have a good weekend, everybody, and we will catch you again next week.